supernaturally dope is. How you experience God and what you believe about God in your everyday life. Being supernaturally dope is harnessing your power and your gifts. Living a dope life that you can be fulfilled with. Being supernaturally dope is just being being whoever God created you to be. Hey, Tasha here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of My Super Dope Supernatural Life. Thank you to all of you that listened to the first episode. Uh, This time, we're going to do part two of where it all began. Uh, If I could have a shorter title, I would just call it Me, All Things Me. Um, I want to continue on my conversation about how I got on this spiritual journey and why things changed for me and how things changed for me once I tapped into who I am spiritually, who I am in God's eyes. Once I identified how my purpose has been there in front of me all along, I just was too busy being distracted to realize it. So jumping right in, in the first episode, if you haven't listened to it, you should go back and grab it. I talked about how I met my biological mother when I was 23 or 24 years old and how that changed the trajectory of my spiritual life, which would seem odd to some people because she was Muslim and I'm Christian And when we started off our conversations um, and getting to know each other and establish a relationship, it was kind of rocky, in my opinion, at first. It took me a couple of years to really figure out what she was trying to pull out of me. As I said before, my parents are great. Uh, My parents adopted me when I was 10 months old. And... They kind of were the bakers of this great big cake called Tasha, right? So they got all of the ingredients. They mixed everything together. Uh, They settled me in the cake pans. Um, They put me in an oven on low. And I slowly started to bake for 23 or 24 years. And then I meet my biological mom who has does the icing, I say. The icing and all the fixings on the cake, I say, is what my biological mom was responsible for. When I first met her, one of our first conversations, and I believe I mentioned this in the previous episode, our one of our first conversations was about religion because there was such a divide, right? She's Muslim, I'm Christian, Um, But she told me that through her lifetime, um, she wasn't always Muslim. She had been Catholic. She had been Christian. She um, thought about becoming a Jehovah's Witness. And she studied some other Eastern religions. But she ended up being Muslim, studying Islam and being Muslim. We would have these conversations And at first, I would get offended because I always felt like she was trying to convert me. 
you know, if she would ask me questions about God, she would ask me questions about um, Jesus, pastors, ministers. We would talk about certain scriptures in the Bible and she would ask me, you know, what draws me to them? Um, why do I have faith in it? And sometimes the conversations would become contentious and com- confrontational um, and I will say it was probably mostly on my end because I'm defending the faith, right? I'm defending my faith because you're not going to come along new and convert me. That was my attitude. So it took me a couple of years to figure out that that's not what she was doing at all. What she really was doing was making me dig deeper into who I was. There was one particular conversation where she told me that You know, if you don't know why you believe in God, if you don't know why you believe in Jesus Christ, why pretend to have faith in it? Because it's not benefiting God for you to convince other people that this is what you believe and you have faith in. There's a reason why you're spiritually ignited or connected. And so that was one phase of the conversation. But I want to go back through certain clues that I had in my life that I had shared with her that really made her dig in deep with pushing me to explore my spirituality more than my Christianity. She never told me that Jesus wasn't God. She never told me anything negative about my Christianity. What she always did was point me to a piece of literature activity or something to kind of broaden my knowledge in such a way that I began to apply it because that was very important at the stage that I was in. When I was 23 or 24 years old, I was stuck in a vicious cycle of failure, disappointment, rejection, and dejection. You know, there's something that I have observed in myself and some other people that I've dialogued with that were adopted or went through some form of severe rejection in their childhood. And that is the need for validation and approval. Like we always have, we're always hypersensitive to proving that we are good enough. And one way or another, right? Proving that we belong in this space, proving that we're great, that we're awesome. You know, we go through huge lengths to the detriment of ourselves, to the the detriment of actually being ourselves, to be validated and approved. And that translates sometimes into maintaining toxic friendships, toxic marriages, toxic relationships, getting in careers we're unhappy with, being involved in ministries that we're not happy with. It can translate into a whole lot of dysfunctional things. Um, If you don't dig into your spiritual self, recognizing your spiritual DNA, right? So um, at this point in my life, like I said, I was in a vicious cycle of just nothingness. I was thoroughly confused. And because I was thoroughly confused on every front, right, um, I felt like a failure because of 
You know, I'm single. I have two kids by two different men. I'm supposed to be a minister in the Lord's church. And I'm thinking I'm doing all of these great things in church and then come to find out, you know, people aren't who you they think who you think they are and you know, they're living a life worse than I was in the world, in the church. And so it was very disappointing and I just didn't know what was going on. I'm like, God, I'm thinking that I'm following you and I'm following this path and I'm thinking that I'm feeling like I'm going in this direction, which is the right direction. I just am, I can't, but I feel like I'm just grabbing in the dark and kind of wherever I, I feel a seat and I can sit down and settle for a second, that's what I do. But I know that it's more and I just became frustrated. I became very angry And not at anyone in particular, but just angry at life. Like, I can't believe that my life is like this. Y'all, I thought I was cursed. Like, people that are close to me will tell you, I thought that I was cursed. I thought that either in another life or one of my ancestors or there was some type of generational curse or something over me that was just like, you're you're always going to get the short end of the stick. You're never going to really be successful. You'll always be instrumental in making other people successful, but you'll never be a success yourself. And I felt like there was just this cloud and and I was just always in this cycle of feeling that. And I felt really just down the constant compare. Like I love my dad, but he compared me to my siblings. He compared me to other people a lot growing up. And that had a huge effect on me because as I got older, even into adulthood, I measured my lack of accomplishment to someone that looked like they were accomplishing a lot. Like I had several people around me that were doing great things. And on the outside, everybody was like, you know, they're great. And then look at me like, oh, you know, I get the kind of pat on the head like, oh, Tasha, one day it's going to work out for you. And so you kind of like grow up, even though you don't intend to internalize that, you kind of like keep that and it and it spills off into everything you do. So you become a procrastinator. You you really start to engineer your own demise. And you don't even realize it. So that's the space that I was in when I first met my biological mom, just to give you guys some type of um, context as to where I'm going with this. Um, And so when she would, when she told me that about why I believed God, because I wasn't, it didn't benefit God for me to believe God. The only way it would benefit God is if somehow I got to a resolve and to myself that I could see myself the way that he saw me. My belief and my faith had to be self-serving to me before it could be serving to anyone else. And she had a feeling, and I already knew, that the fullness of that faith, the fullness of who I was spiritually, beyond just operating in a gift And beyond just having a whole lot of knowledge about religious things, I was not going to realize them and I was not going to learn them just in the four walls of a church. That's a whole nother podcast as to why. 
So in the attempt to not be all over the place, I'm not going to jump over in that part of the pool that's roped off for later, okay? My mom would send me to, you know, have you ever heard of this guy? Um, have you ever read this book by this guy? Maybe read that book. Um, you know, have you ever heard this lecture? Maybe take a listen to this lecture and maybe you can understand some things. And so I really dove into that started when I was 23 or 24 years old, that I really started digging into my spirituality versus Christianity. Now, when I say that, some of you that are sanctified and filled with the precious Holy Ghost and uh blood burning fire and, and everything else, you're going to be like, oh, she's about to start this new age mumbo jumbo. And what I would say to that is before you label me and categorize me, you should listen to understand. Because I have also made this observation amongst some of my friends that are saints or part of the body. And that is, we like to label things without having a full knowledge and understanding of what we're saying. If you look up some of the terms that we use when we say new age, when we say occult, when we say pagan, um, when we label something as witchcraft, right? If you look up the etymology of those words, the origins of those ideas and how they came about and how they were originally used, those of you that call yourself prophets or prophetess, those of you that specialize in miracles and healing, um, those of you that talk about name it and claim it, um, those of you that talk about speak it and you'll receive it, or those of you that pray over washcloths and then sell them to people for a dollar because they're anointed by you and it's from the Lord. Those of you that get the olive oil and frankincense and myrrh and mix it all together and put it in a jar and label it and sell it. Those of us that make candles and sell candles, any type of herbal remedies that you put together yourself, you would be considered a witch you would be considered new age. You probably would have been burned at the stake or eaten alive by dogs or torn apart because those activities are considered supernatural and spiritual activity. They were at one time. If you don't believe me, look it up. When you pray over something and you give it to someone and you say, I prayed over this and anointed this, put this in your Bible. That's a totem. It is. Don't believe me? Look it up. Okay, so enough about that. That was just my response to if you say this is new age mumbo jumbo or whatever. Spirituality and diving into your spirituality versus just the religious construct of, of Christianity, really they go hand in hand. But how you operate and how you navigate is what 
separate someone that is really spiritual from just being a Christian. Because there are some people that call themselves Christians and they go to church every Wednesday, Sunday, every choir rehearsal, every time the church doors are open, they're there, but they're still miserable. And you know why they're still miserable? And I can say this freely because I was that person. They're still miserable because even in all of that, They still have this unsettling in their spirit that they're not functioning to the purpose, the real purpose that they were called to do. And that is what was happening to me at that time. And that is what my mom identified with me, is that I had no idea spiritually who I was and what my purpose was. And I was grabbing at doing different things that I thought would convince people that I was a person of purpose or convince people that I was a believer or convince people that I could be successful or, you know, it was all about convincing the people around me. It wasn't about me being me. So I started on this spiritual journey of digging things. Like I first started off with prophets and psychics because I felt I had been told that I was a prophet in church. And I knew that growing up, I had certain things that would happen to me. Like if I had a dream about something, either the dream would play itself out in real life. Eventually, I would tell someone I had a dream about them and tell them what it meant. And it would be something that they were going through at the time, or it would happen like later on down the road. Like they would contact me like, remember you told me you had the dream about this and this? Well, this happened and or whatever. Or sometimes somebody would come to me about something um, they were going through or they were struggling in a certain area. We would be talking about it. And I would just go into the conversation as someone trying to help. But somewhere in the conversation, I would get this weird feeling over my body, sort of like this warmness. And it seemed like something else took over. Like I could hear myself talking. I knew I was there. But I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't know why I was saying it. And I would be looking at the other person and their reaction would be very affirming and and agreeing with what I was saying or sometimes become emotional about what I was saying. I'm just validating that it bear witness to whatever the situation was or whatever solution they were looking for or whatever wisdom they were looking to gain. And I could... I can confidently say that in those instances, it really wasn't me because if they would tell me, you remember that you told me and I would be like, no. And I got the feeling sometimes people would think it was sort of like a false humility thing. But no, that would be one of those times I had one of those experiences where I'll say the Holy Spirit or whatever gift was operating spiritually inside of me just took over and gave the answers. It it really was not me. I would have those experiences, or I would I saw angels. Um, I saw not so good spirits. There would be times, you know. So there was all these little things that would ha- happen to me from the time I was a child, even up until now. That made me know that there was something unique and special about the gifting that I had. What I didn't know was how to use it. And how to apply it. Like, is it something that it's a Clark Kent Superman thing where I go into a a phone booth and turn around real fast and boom, I'm Shazam the prophet. 
And then I just go home and make a bologna sandwich and go to bed and, you know, listen to trap music for the rest of the night. I didn't know. <laughs> and it, and because I didn't know, it was frustrating and confusing for me. That's how the journey began. And the more that I dug into, okay, this is who Jesus was. This is who Jesus is. This is what he meant when he said certain things. This is what he meant when he talked about the knowledge of the kingdom. I began to slowly identify myself. Like, and and when I say that, I'm not saying that I'm Jesus. No. What I'm saying is I slowly started to identify how I was supposed to be me, right? Because that's the conundrum we all find ourselves in at one point in another or another, excuse me, is how to be us and how to be fulfilled and happy with whatever our me entails. And I am a firm believer from my own experience that you never get to that place until you tap into your spiritual DNA. So what is spiritual DNA? I consider spiritual DNA to be what God created you for and who God said you were before he implanted you in your mother's womb. I consider spiritual DNA to be that little thing that went with you your whole life, that pointed you in a certain direction, no matter what other direction you went into. For instance, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology because I always knew that in some way or another, I would counsel people or I would help people. And it would be deeper than just giving a kind word as a friend. But because I wanted to make money, I got into the financial services industry. But even in the financial service industry, I still would counsel my clients on spiritual things. Or I would end up praying with my clients. Or I would end up giving a prophetic word to my clients. Or sharing something with them that was deeper than just the surface business transactional relationship. So I knew that in my spiritual DNA, my purpose was to be a coach, but not just one that was like, what are your goals and how can I support you in reaching them? But one that dug real deep below the surface to say, as we pull up from within, we're going to shed all of the layers on the outside. And I can pinpoint different examples in my life that no matter what I tried to do to get away from that. And the only reason why I tried to get away from it is because one, I didn't fully understand it. Two, I never had anyone to mentor me in it outside of just going to church and telling me that, you know, I need to be on the intercessory team or I need to be on the praise and worship team or I need to be on this team or that team to serve their purpose and what they were trying to build, but not really building me. And and when I say building me, I'm not talking about building me just, you know, Bible band and YPWW memorizing scriptures building me. That's good. But I'm talking about the life skills, everyday living, being me. That's not something that you just find in church at all, really. I mean, they're, they're good relationships, 
and they're good at forming and laying a foundation. But I'm talking about as far as expanding your horizon and really understanding spiritually, this is how God sees you because God is a spirit. And when your spirit became flesh on this earth, there was a purpose and a reason for it. And God sees you as that spirit carrying that purpose. And because he knows that we are in a world and in an atmosphere that constantly wants to limit us, even though he created us limitless and constantly wants to, wants to distract us, he gives us little clues as to who we are and what we're here to do. And it's up to us to dig deeper and find it. So, hence my super dope supernatural life. Because when I realized this and I came to understand this about me, my life took a dramatic turn. The way I felt about myself, the way my self-esteem was, the way my confidence was, the way my friendships were, the way I interacted with people, the way I did everything drastically changed because I became more aware of purpose. And I only became more aware of purpose because I became more in tune and more accepting of who I was spiritually. So I would encourage you today to take some quiet time and kind of reflect. I mean, we've all had like some traumatic experiences. We all have some great testimonies and some great stories that we can share of overcoming, of being in dark spaces um, and being in good spaces and being around people that ignited us and pushed us. But I want, I really want you to sit down with a journal and dig into a couple of those experiences. Maybe choose one from childhood, one when you were a teenager, one when you were a young adult, and one now. And sit down and dig into it and kind of write out some key points from each experience and see if they don't line up to either one, which you would say you've always wanted to do all your life, or two, if you feel like you're doing what you've always wanted to do all your life. See if those experiences somehow line up with that or give you a clue as to what your spiritual gift is and how you've always in one way or another functioned in it. Because once you get to that point and once you see that and you see that it all lines up, you'll be able to move on to some of the other things that we're going to talk about. But the most important thing that you will achieve is being comfortable being validated by you, being comfortable approving of yourself, finding that it's easier being green than Kermit the Frog told us in the song, and finding that you can be happy just being you. Uh, my friend Brennan John has a song that I'm going to play at the end of this podcast. It's just entitled Me, which is what I wish I would have titled this episode but since I was building off of the first episode, I wanted to do where it began part two. But finding me, understanding me, approving of me, validating me, accepting me, opened me to a whole new world of confidence and just joy and peace. I'm not saying that I don't still have moments because you still go through things, 
but you pass through them a lot differently when you're okay with just being you. I pass through them totally different. I pass through trials and tribulations now totally differently now that I'm me. Now that I'm happy being me and I'm happy being the me God created me to be. And so that's my prayer for you. All of you that are listening is that God just grant us the confidence and the solitude to always be happy just being who he created us to be. Thank you so much for joining us for my Super Dope Supernatural Life, the podcast. Um, You can catch us on Twitter at Supernaturally Dope. Follow us on Instagram at Supernaturally Dope. And we're also on Facebook as Supernaturally Dope. So we welcome your feedback. Oh, you can also visit us on the web, www.supernaturallydope.com. We welcome your feedback, your questions, anything you want to add to the conversation. Um, is welcome. Anything that you want to address in an upcoming episode, I'm I'm open to it. And I look forward to interacting with you guys and talking to you soon. Till the next time, be happy being you. I love you. Be good. Broken hearted this was me then I started yelling seeking you to find me you recovered my torn strings you healed me from low self esteem and you purified my heart filtered all the cluttered parts now I'm living
my life requires Then to praise and worship your existence I'm forever changed I'm forever changed I'm forever changed Do you wanna be changed? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Super Dope Supernatural Life. Listen, make sure you follow us on our social media pages. Um, we have Instagram, we're at Supernaturally Dope. Twitter, Supernaturally Dope Life, and Facebook, Supernaturally Dope. You can also visit our website at www.supernaturallydope.com. We have a lot of great resources, products, and services to help you engage the supernatural in your everyday life. Talk to you soon. Thanks.